I did discover that if you want super thin pancakes, use rice milk. I made the best pancakes ever with rice milk. <laughs> Priority. This is how Marie's actually tested all of these. She's gone, oh, how good are these in pancakes? Welcome everyone to another episode of Two Girls, One Reusable Cup, your regular support group for dealing with the mess we are in. Marie, how has your week been? Have you had any sustainable fails or enlighten us with any sustainable triumphs? My sustainable fail for this week is um, post-it notes. Oh, go on, I'm intrigued. I've got a bit of an obsession with post-it notes. Do you? And... <laughs> oh yeah, of this. <laughs> So much that I've written this week's sustainable fail on a post-it note. The thing is, most people don't actually know post-it notes can't be recycled because of the stickiness oh, on of them. But that's not where my fail comes from. My fail comes from that I spent the last week trying to find clear post-it notes that I saw on Instagram. It is the first time I ever saw something on Instagram and going, oh my God, I need that in my life. But here's the thing. I can't find them anywhere and it's really bothering me. So they are transparent post-it notes. Yep. So they're um, basically, they're plastic. Why would, why do you want these? What, what is the reason behind this? Because I take a lot of notes in my books and because I'm dyslexic, it means that I misspell a lot. Like my physical books are just full of spelling mistakes and chunks of text that I've blackened out because I've misspelled something and then rewrote it. And the margins are only so big. So after like two or three times of misspelling something, I cannot actually write the thing that I actually want to write. <laughs> so when I saw these, I was just like, actually, I could use them. I could just put them on my notes and then write over them. I'm just picturing there's a meme from, I think it's always sunny in Philadelphia where one of the guys is just like, got this huge wall of post-it notes and he's like beating his hands against it because he can't figure something out and all the post-it notes falling everywhere and it's absolute chaos and that's how I imagine. <laughs> oh, that, that is my room right now. I get woken up by the sound of post-it notes falling off my wall. That's hilarious. And I really want to see these transparent post-it notes now. You'll have to post a picture. I've never heard of these or seen them before. Yeah, because they're impossible to get. I mean, I found them on Amazon, but it was like £7 shipping. I'm not going to pay £7 oh, wow. shipping for post-it notes. <laughs> I mean, it is you. You do have a post-it note problem. Okay, make me look better. What, what have you done? Why why'd you presume it's going to be a fail? It is a fail and I'm quite sad about it. <laughs> so I went out at the weekend, as you do, down the pub. Really, really nice time. I got a bit tipsy and like I always do when I'm tipsy. I brought out my portable extendable reusable straw because I like to show it off. This is really cool because it's like it's in its own little tube, little key ring that you can put on your keys. You open it up, it extends out, and then it even comes with like a little brush to clean out the inside. It's I love this thing. It's my favorite little party trick ever. Brought that out, made a big deal about it, was using it all night. Obviously, I left it there. And the next morning, had a massive hangover. And I was like, where's my reusable straw? No, my prized possession. I messaged the pub I was at and I knew I left it at. And they never got back to me. 
And I just sent them a really sad message going, hi, I was there last night. Do you have my reusable straw? And they ghosted me. They saw the message and ghosted me. So either they don't care or they've now taken my reusable straw. So um, I'll post the message I sent because it was the most pathetic DM I've ever sent. Go, please, can I have my reusable straw back? That's a really pathetic, sustainable fail from my side. So yeah, I've probably made you look a bit better. Welcome, everybody, to Two Girls, One Reusable Cup, your sustainable support group. And I feel like Beth really needs our support this week. (laughs) Where we navigate the woes and wonders of living a low-waste life. I'm Marie, and always, I am joined by the lovely Beth. Lovely to be here. Worldwide, fruit production is responsible for 26% of our greenhouse gas emissions. This is unfortunate because food is a non-negotiable. We need it to live. So what can we do? With our supermarkets saturated with plant-based alternatives, which ones should we choose? Join us this week as we look at milk and non-dairy alternatives and find out which option is better for us and the planet. Diving in, out of curiosity, have you ever milked a cow? You know what? I can't say I ever have. (laughs) You're going straight into this this week. I love it. Um, You know I haven't. Have you ever milked a cow, Marie? Yes, I actually have. Wow. Wow, fair enough. (laughs) I come from a farming background from my Hungarian side. My German side is teachers, my Hungarian side is farmers. And I come from this like little middle of nowhere rural village. So I have in fact milked a cow. And because of this like connection to farming, I've never had any disillusionment of where meat comes from. Even from a young age, I knew exactly where food comes from. And because from the, I want to say like from the 40s to the early 2000s my family like my hungarian family was almost completely self-sufficient they like lived completely off the land like we had livestock we didn't keep cows personally but my grandmother's brother had a proper farm where he kept cows in fact there is actually a photo of me herding cows which amazing we need to show this i will share eventually (laughs) marie's origin Uh, also completely useless the cows didn't need to be herded they knew where they wanted to go I just saw like a photo of someone herding a cow and I really wanted to recreate it as a kid (laughs) cows do have a very high environmental footprint on average a kilo of beef has about 71 kilograms of emissions cattle is one of the biggest contributors to climate change cows release methane into the atmosphere and it is a general consensus that dairy milk is just bad for the planet altogether yeah i think that's that's quite hammered in to a lot of people's heads now definitely dairy and i think that's one of the first things people look to reduce or cut out a study in 2018 by researchers from oxford university showed that producing a glass of dairy milk results almost three times more greenhouse gas emissions than any plant-based milk. And it consumes nine times more land than any milk alternatives. Wow, that is mad. And land use is like a big factor. And yeah. some people some people argue that the land that is taken up by cattle is land that we can't use anyways, which in some cases is a valid argument, but in some cases not. Because deforestation has been linked to cattle farming burning down rainforests for a cattle and to make room for cattle feed is a common practice this is also bad because rainforests are a carbon sink which means they capture carbon yeah. and if we burn them down all that carbon is released into the atmosphere and then of course cows contribute to more greenhouse gas emissions yeah the, the farting doesn't help 
<laughs> Just to clarify, it's mainly from exhaling. Is it not? Oh, that's farting. such a myth, isn't it? It's always like, oh, I shouldn't do this Me- because the cows are farting and ruining the planet for us. Those cows. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it does. Cons- it does. It is methane they fart out, but it's mainly from exhaling. So, oh, that's thank is- you. That's a good myth. Mifty busted. And then there's, of course, the ethics of it. Dairy cows do not produce milk naturally. They make milk to feed their calves. The cows are impregnated and then separated from their mothers. The calves are either raised separately from their mothers or they're slaughtered to make veal. There are ethical farms where the calves are kept with their mothers. You could see if there are any in your local area. However, if we share the milk between the cows and the calves, it means less milk for us, and it means more cows to keep up with the demand of milk. Yeah. And also, these ethically farmed products come with a steep price tag, which many of us can't afford. Mm. So more cows, more land, more resources, not good. (laughs) In addition to emissions, dairy operations can also significantly contribute to water pollution and soil degradation. Manure and feed crop production are poorly managed. This is according to the World Wildlife Foundation. So that's just another element. But we cannot deny that milk has nutritional benefits. I was just wondering, do you pay attention to what you eat? Not just from a climate perspective, from a nutritional perspective. Definitely. Me and my partner, Henry, we both really like to exercise and especially Henry is um, is a boxer. So he's constantly, unfortunately, breaking his face and everything. So his body craves certain things to repair the damage that's been done. From a climate point of view, yes. And then from an exercise point of view, I'm definitely more aware of what I'm taking in so I can perform better and I also have low iron so I have to eat certain things so I don't fall asleep everywhere so yeah I'm I'm very conscious on what I eat what about yourself are you conscious on what you eat from like a non-climate perspective no definitely not (laughs) (laughs) I mean recently a little bit because I suffer from insomnia and one thing I kept reading is like what you eat can affect your sleep so i've been kind of paying attention to that but then it didn't make fuck all of a difference so (laughs) i just again stopped paying attention so yeah i generally just eat what i can afford that's my nutritional stance why do we crave dairy so much why is it kind of quite important for our health many of you uh, might know that dairy products contain calcium which is vital for our health, especially for children. So a glass of milk, which is about 250 milliliters, would contain 30 grams of calcium. Now, other foods do contain calcium, such as cabbage, kale, red beans, and broccoli. But you need to eat a huge amount of these foods to have the same amount of calcium as a glass of milk. A YouTube channel that I really like and follow is How to Cook That. Coincidentally, as I was researching this podcast, they did a whole episode about milk. And she said that you need to eat about 860 grams of cabbage to be equivalent to one glass of milk. Now, I am German. Even that is a lot of cabbage for me. I eat a lot of cabbage. That's a stupid amount. And as well, a lot of the foods you mentioned, God, they give you gas. They give you so much (laughs) gas. You'll be producing more methane than the cows. (laughs) I don't want to like 
do that to the people around me. <laughs> and the thing is, plant-based milk, other than soy, does not contain calcium, meaning that has to be fortified in the factory. So the calcium has to be added to it. So if you make plant-based milk at home, many of us do in the zero waste yeah. movement, it will not contain calcium. And calcium is quite essential like you've said milk also is considered a power food there because it also has fat minerals vitamins carbohydrates lactose and when it comes to nutritional value soy milk is the only one that comes a little bit close so and as adults i mean i think we can like pay attention to our diets and supplement this in other ways but if you're a kid it's a bit difficult Definitely. And then there's the other thing of which we'll probably touch upon in another episode, the the food supplements, especially like the pills and stuff typically come in plastic. Um, So then you've got pros and cons of both, which is, um, it's it's frustrating, definitely. But like you said, dairy is incredibly important for younger people, especially in like kind of early years. But despite the health benefits of dairy, it is not for everyone because lactose intolerance is actually yeah. quite popular. I, popular. It's popular. Oh yeah, everyone. So many people wanting to try. So many people are wanting to try it. <laughs> Sorry yeah. to all the lactose viewers. <laughs> yeah. So despite its health benefits, dairy is not for everyone. Sixty-five a percent of the earth's population are lactose intolerant, meaning that they lose the enzyme lactate after infancy and they're unable to digest milk because they're unable to digest the lactose. Oh, that's why. Yeah, because that can just develop, can't it? Exactly. Different ages. We can develop lactose intolerance. It's fun fact, lactose intolerance isn't actually evenly spread throughout the world as well, which is interesting. It's higher in Asian communities than it is in European. And then uh, people also have milk allergies which is very common. Uh, the NHS says that Woo, milk allergies... <laughs> the NHS says milk allergy affects one in 50 infants and young children, wow. but rarely continues after one year. And most children will have grown out of it after three years old. But to some cows, milk allergy is a lifelong yeah. a long issue. So the thing is, even if you like aren't environmentally conscious, some people do consume plant milk just because they can't yeah, produce they can't dairy milk. milk. Considering all of that, like Marie said, we're going to be talking a lot about... Um, alternative milks and kind of there's a big discussion on which one is the best because there's so many out there and talking to Marie about this before there's actually some where you've said these aren't as good as the other ones or etc so Marie from your point of view Marie which which milk is best do you want to take us through like some of the different alternative milks and kind of tell us a bit more about them because I think people see them on the shelf and go oh they're all great when actually that's not always the case We are fortunate, I think, where we both live, that there is a wide selection of of plant-based milks, which I think we can say it wasn't really the case, like, even, like, 10, 20 years ago. Or even, I'd say, five years ago when we were students, Marie. I I knew they existed, but you'd probably have to go to, like, the whole food shops that were kind of around the other side of the city whereas now even in like tesco or sainsbury's in the uk you can find quite a large variety
variety of especially oat milk seems to be like the biggest one but yeah it's a lot more ready available which is nice to see yes definitely let's go through the different types almond milk used to be what everyone thinks when they think plant-based yeah. milk if you're a fan of the show the good place oh, I love you may already place. know almond milk is not great for the planet so the big reason for this is almond milk uses a large amount of water because you need to keep watering the trees a big problem in this is that 80 percent of the world's almonds come from california which in recent years have suffered from terrible droughts. And then there's the other factor that almond trees need to be pollinated by bees, which leads to a practice called migratory beekeeping, which is an unnatural way to use bees. Uh, Quite a lot of bees do not survive like the first year of pollinating these plants. So they're quite a demanding tree. They're quite a demanding tree, yeah. For to produce little almonds, they're quite a demanding tree. Yeah. Nearly 70% of commercial bees in the U.S. are brought in each spring to pollinate, pollinate almonds. Last year, a record number, over one-third of them died by the season's end as a result of the pressures and other environmental threats. Yeah, that's, that's just completely unnatural. It wow. is, and then uh, as we also know, like, bees are endangered, so yeah. it is not the best. They're under a lot of pressure. They, d- they don't need this on their, yeah. um, <laughs> their little wings. But on the other hand, for almond trees, you don't need that much land. That's the plus on almond milk. So rice milk. Rice uh, milk? Sorry, I'm new to the alternative milk community. I didn't know rice milk was a thing. Oh, do go on. (laughs) So rice production in general guzzles a large amount of water because rice is grown in flooded fields. Rice has the highest emission out of all the plant-based alternatives because of the methane they generate. Yeah. Not as much as cows. That being said, it is still lower uh, emissions of methane than cows. But in the plant-based variety, it's quite high. Then there's also the problem of runoffs with rice as well from fertilizers, which also cause environmental harm. Of course, yeah. Also for me personally, rice milk is my least favorite. I it is for me, it was just water. It was like milky water and not even milky, murky water. It just did not work. However, I I did uh, discover that if you want super thin pancakes, use rice milk. I made the best pancakes ever with rice milk. (laughs) Priority. This is how Marie's actually tested all of these. She's gone, oh, how good are these in pancakes? Why would you want a like a thin pancake though i want more pancake for my money not like less pancake (laughs) i'm german (laughs) Uh, i can't imagine pancakes are thin no for me thin pancakes is the best my brother's the best at it he can get like super thin pancakes it's really impressive mine are still like more. oh no i would i want thick pancakes I want all the mm. pancake in my face. <laughs> and I can't, um, I can't imagine rice milk. I mean, maybe there's some people out there that love rice milk. I can't imagine it tastes very nice. Like, I can't imagine a milk tasting of rice. Although rice doesn't taste of very much. Yeah, it's like an earthy flavor. It's strange. And it's also, like, very watery. Like, it's just, it's really thin. So, like, yeah. having it, like... On cereal, it just felt like I was pouring water on cereal. I think that was what I was quite interested in talking with this episode is actually what you use milk for, not just drinking it straight up. But like, for example, do you, which milk do you use is best for like a coffee or like a hot chocolate? So I remember I, I forgot, I think I put oat milk in a hot chocolate and it just didn't 
taste very nice. And my sister works at um, a coffee shop and she said that they've kind of learnt that different milks work in different beverages. So I can't imagine which drink I would go, oh, I'll have a splash of rice milk in it. Yeah, that's that's quite interesting. Yeah, let us know if you use rice milk in anything other than like pancakes like myself. <gasps> yes, I want to know. Let us know. Like... Maybe we've been doing it wrong. Yeah, so let's move on to oat milk, which is, I think, now the number one when everybody thinks Yeah, that's the milk. Queen, queen bee of milk at the moment. Yes, and oat milk's emissions are very tiny. Growing oats does not require a lot of water. Oats are grown in cooler climates, such as in northern US and Canada, therefore not associated with deforestation and drought. So what's what's the bad thing? You were about to say something bad now, aren't you? It was like I was like, this is great. Oh it looks fantastic. Stop right there. <laughs> The downside is that oat is a monoculture crop, which means it does require pesticides and herbicides to protect it from disease. And the dogs just crashed. <laughs> are you, are you going to be quiet? Are you going to be quiet? Talk about milk. Be quiet. <laughs> I think they're settling down. I think they're just going to be in their, in their beds. So I think we're good. So oats. Uh, oat milk's pretty good, but um, pesticides. So... Um, what, why are pesticides bad? Uh, pesticides are bad because of, again, runoffs, because they can leak into the soil and yeah. uh, contaminate the soil or they run off into rivers. So generally, pesticides and herbicides aren't the best in use. But of course, they also, on the other hand, protect the crop. And in general, out of, from environmental impact, oats is like at the very bottom and oat fields in general if we have a lot of oat fields does they don't have a big environmental yeah. impact from what i read i think as well oat milk you might be able to prove me wrong here is one of the easiest ones to make at home because i think oats are more readily available for people to buy and then strain i don't know how good oat milk is from home but I don't know. I've actually never tried it either because you need a blender and I don't have one. I did, I did manage to bring my blender to the last year of university and me and my roommate told our, ourselves it was to make smoothies so we can be healthy. I don't what think we made a make? single smoothie. <laughs> we made milkshakes. We made so many milkshakes. That's the way it was forward. our last year. It was our last year. We, 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 we were under a lot of pressure. So oh, forget yeah, the milkshakes. Of, you need coffee. That's what you need. A lot of Oreo, uh, like a lot of Oreo milkshakes made from dairy milk and ice cream. I don't think that was very eco-friendly <laughs> because we could have used soy milk, which is personally my favorite at this current moment. It's the one that I use the most. It is one of the most environmentally friendly alternatives. However, it does depend on the soy that is grown. As I mentioned earlier, when it came to deforestation, a lot of deforestation is also contributed to soy because soy is what they feed the cattle. Most of the soy grown is used to feed livestock, but about 6% of the world's soy still ends up in foods such as soy milk and tofu, etc. So it is important when you buy soy milk to read the carton and see where it's sourced. Yeah. As I previously statement, it is also the most similar to dairy milk because it contains calcium and has similar protein content. Ah, so you will get some sort of calcium from this. Exactly, to it doesn't need milks. to be fortified. Okay. And this is just a fun fact that I found, and also to show that these plant-based alternatives aren't new. Soy milk was first uh, first became a mass-produced product in 1910, as the world's first soya milk factory was established in Paris. 
that was proper i knew about soya milk before it was cool <laughs> yeah oh my god guys come on this, this is, is so, so 1910 so 1910 <laughs> <laughs> like get uh, with the program and in terms of taste does soya milk taste quite nice i don't think i've actually tried it what do you use it in so i mainly use it in my tea and for cereal those are like also the two main things i use for milk other than pancakes <laughs> marie does have a pancake obsession along with the post-it notice obsession <laughs> i do make myself a lot of pancakes <laughs> anyway yes so uh those are the two main things and but the thing is it took me a very long time to get used to soy milk when i first transitioned into plant-based alternatives i didn't even buy soy i didn't even consider it because i knew i already hated it and then all the other ones didn't quite work for me so yeah. i went for soy in the end and but it took me a lot of like it took me like a lot of cups of tea and the thing <laughs> is don't go into buying these plant-based alternatives expecting it to taste like dairy milk it will never taste yeah. like dairy milk that's like sometimes like some lie not a lie but like some people tell you like oh it tastes like just like regular milk and i'm like maybe if you haven't had regular milk <laughs> in like five years and forgotten the taste but no if you like had milk on a uh, monday and then tried soy milk on a tuesday it tastes yeah, like there's a big difference different. i was gonna and say actually oh go on sorry I'm just going to say, and it will ta uh, change the taste of your tea as well, which is, was the biggest struggle for me. Yeah, because I'm guessing you just have like a breakfast tea or something. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I drink berries, which <laughs> is another little fail because I have it, I have it flown in from Dublin. <gasps> Marie, it's all coming out now. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm... three sustainable fails in this episode. Oh, I was going to say, actually, yeah. maybe some a way of going around this, if you want to try different milks rather than just buying loads of cartons of different milks, possibly. Um, I know a lot of coffee shops now offer milk alternatives, not, not all of them, at least like oat milk and soya milk. So next time you get a coffee or a tea or whatever you get from your local coffee shop, you can just go, hey, can I have soya milk in this? Can I have oat milk in this? And just see for yourself what you prefer because um, like Marie says, everyone kind of has a preference, but it certainly won't taste like milk. But it's good to give it a try. Um, so I know one of the ones that coffee shops usually um, offer is hazelnut milk. And this actually does sound quite tasty. Yes, and as, as terms of the perfect hot chocolate, I think you would be pretty much there with hazelnut milk i mean it, uh, when i tried it i think thought it tasted just like nutella amazing do go on <laughs> i hope this is a and, good one <laughs> yes and hazelnut trees are pollinated by the wind not honeybees so already that's loving hazelnut yeah loving hazelnut milk so and far that's, that's another like up on the almond uh, milk they grow in moist climates so drought is less of a concern there is however a human rights concern so it is also again important to read the um carton and know where it's uh, sourced from because some there was a case a few years back where child labor was used to make hazelnut milk check the carton make sure it comes from a sustainable source and the workers are well treated and well yeah. paid we can also link a few if we find some on our instagram mm -hmm. or somewhere where you can see on the back that it will say about this. Yeah, I'm liking the sound of hazelnut milk, especially as it tastes like Nutella. So that sounds like the solution for my hot chocolate is Nutella milk. Well, yes. If 
if you like Nutella, if this is like a bit of a debate, because I know this really surprises me that there are people out there that hate it, but I am a massive fan of bounty bars. Oh, I love bounty bars. Who Many are the people, people hate coconut? Who decided that the bounty bar was the worst chocolate in like the chocolate box? Because I love bounties. I think they're unsung heroes. They're delicious. Yeah, other than the Malteser, the bounty bar is like the number one thing that I go to uh, go for. Yeah, it's like people are comparing box. that to in the UK we have Quality Street and they're comparing that to like the really hard, horrible toffee penny that hurts your teeth. It's like, no, the bounty bar, elite. You can come for me on social media, we don't agree with us. <laughs> We're team bounty bar. Yeah, team bounty bar. So people who don't like coconut probably don't listen to this part, but another milk. Yeah. That also sounds so, yeah. quite nice. Coconut milk. Tell me about coconut milk. Yeah, exactly. So if you don't like coconut, you're not going to like coconut milk. Shockingly tastes like coconut. <laughs> what? <laughs> Groundbreaking. But, uh, coconut milk is low impact on the land. It's also low water use. The trees also have a greenhouse benefit. However, uh, coconut trees only grow in tropical climates. There's pressure to meet global demand, causing exploitation of workers and destruction of rainforests. So again, look for the brand, uh, look for a brand that is certified for our trade. Yeah. I'm so guessing those are like Oh go on. So I just had a, a question. Sorry, I ro- yep. rose my hand. <laughs> Coconut milk, um, obviously grown in very hot climates. Is there I'm guessing there's an issue with transport emissions because they will need to be imported because I don't think we grow coconuts in the UK. <laughs> no, we don't. But transport emissions I think is an issue with all of these. Yeah. Um, because I don't know if any of these can be grown in the UK. Oats, probably, maybe. However, when it comes to transport emissions, it's still not as high as um, livestock emissions. But it is also another factor to consider, like make sure that you get it locally. It's always better. And I don't know if this is case everywhere. My uh, bulk store in Dublin also has an oat milk dispenser, which is nice. I'm seeing them more often, actually, the, um, the dispensers, which is a really cool idea because I think that's one of the things in refill shops that has kind of been left out is refilling milk. So that's, that's really awesome to see, actually. Yeah. The only downside with those is that I think because they are like mainly like homemade or locally made, they haven't also been either fortified or also... Um, Oh, they don't have a, yeah. They don't have a long shelf as long as a shelf life as the ones you would buy in um, a supermarket. I remember asking the woman who runs our uh, our bulk store, and she says it's like two days. Yeah. But I think like a normal carton of oat milk will last you like up like up to and maybe longer as a week. So uh, really, week. you've just got to make a lot of pancakes, basically, to yeah. use the milk up as soon as possible, or just drink a lot of tea and coffee, which I'm sure a lot of people do. Yeah, yeah. it also, also depends on personal consumption, like how often uh, do you drink milk? Like, I never drink it on its own. Like, I've only had it with other things. Yeah, me too. Especially like, for example, coconut milk. I usually put that in a veggie curry to make it more creamy, oh, yeah. etc. That's the best. Yeah, that is the good stuff. I will <laughs> I'll send you some recipes. Sorry, the last thing I was going to mention, going back to Food Miles, is we've talked about this book a lot. Um, but if you're interested in Food Miles, a really good book is marie (laughs) how bad are bananas which spoiler they're not that bad don't worry guys (laughs) 
but yeah that's a fantastic book um marie sent it me for my birthday which i'm loving i'm reading at the moment um and that tells you all about um different foods and food miles which i'm sure we will talk about in another episode so marie going back to good old milk is there any other milk is there any weird milks that actually we've probably not heard of yeah so i have not tried any of these there's apparently going to be i'm not sure if it's out yet. I'm Beth, you're in the UK. You can check. But Waitrose is coming out with a potato milk Ooh. that they named Doug, which oh. I thought was hilarious. <laughs> Doug, D-U-G. That's gone right over my head. Why have they called it Doug? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, if, if there's a reason why it's called Doug it's and like calling it, a, let us know. It's like calling them Milk Terry. I, d- I don't get it. They've just... <laughs> okay i will look into that because i'm quite curious but that sounds amazing that could be the next big thing i can't imagine i mean potatoes don't really taste of that much interesting i will have to hop on over to my local waitrose try some potato milk try some dog try some (laughs) dog there is also sure every episode is somehow mentioned there is also hemp milk if you're playing hemp bingo drink now (laughs) exactly if you're playing maurice hemp bingo yeah there's also (laughs) hemp milk which is uh, also very good for the planet because hemp is amazing for the planet (laughs) so i surprisingly enough have not tried hemp milk and did not know hemp milk existed I'm very I was surprised. This episode. I would have love- many. Oh, go on. Sorry, I'm just very excited about this. <laughs> no, no. I was just going to say, like, uh, I know that, that hemp has many environmental benefits. I did not know it produced milk. It's the seeds that make ah, hemp milk. I'm very curious to see how that tastes and how what you would put that in. Yeah, same. Like, oh, this is my hemp breakfast tea. <laughs> like that. Yeah, that's interesting. I think sounds we'll like def- my future. I think it is. Yeah. Start the morning with some hemp milk. Once I have my hemp farm, I'll be selling hemp milk as well. You're going to have like a little hemp fan base soon. <laughs> the hemp fandom. <laughs> no, no, I, I, um, it is my goal in life to have a hemp farm. But I'm like not even joking. Like That would be amazing. Well, we all know where to get our hemp milk from. <laughs> uh, another one, interesting one I found is pea milk. Uh, so P-E-A milk which is made from yellow split peas yeah not the other one (laughs) (laughs) it's yellow but not the other one (laughs) yeah and yeah this also apparently has like an earthy taste to it i've never seen it before i've never tried it so i do not know and it's also not green if people like think (laughs) yeah i was gonna say like it's like the normal milk color can you imagine if it made your coffee turn green (laughs) (laughs) like a swamp oh okay interesting interesting and you told me before, there's a milk called lab milk, which surprisingly is made in a lab. Do tell yes. us more. <laughs> yeah, so this is something that has been like, I'm not saying in the works, like it's something like is not, this concept is not new to me, like lab milk, milk made in the lab, because I've seen it actually, in fact, in fashion as well, where people are trying to create lab leather. So the idea is just making these products in a lab with their basic building blocks without any animals involved. This is, however, still in the very experimental stages. And there's also a general worry that scaling this up to feed the general population is not feasible. Yeah. It sounds really mysterious. Just, it's made in a lab. 
so we can yeah, tell you. Yeah, it's like right out of a sci-fi book. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I'm currently reading the Expanse series and they do talk about like printed beef, which I thought was like weird. So that's crazy. Can you imagine? Like, oh yeah, I've got my lab milk and my lab coffee and my lab cheese. That might be the future. I don't know. It's strange. Like, I don't think I would have a problem with that. Meat grown in a lab, as long as it's safe, doesn't kill you. It does feel like we're living in a bit of a sci-fi now. It's mm-hmm. it's crazy. Yeah, as I said, it's still experimental, so it's still down the line. I'm not sure if you can actually even like buy it, buy it anywhere, or try it anywhere. It's yeah, please, so- please don't just walk into a lab and ask them if they've got milk. <laughs> <laughs> amazing okay so there's a lot of milk i think i'm quite milked out now um well so what else do we need to consider when switching to alternative milk all milk alternatives are far better than dairy even just choosing one of them you are already making a difference but of course it comes down to personal preference also dietary needs as we spoke before if you need like protein or calcium then soy if you have a nut allergy then you can't use almond milk or hazelnut milk that would be very bad yeah please don't do that (laughs) (laughs) so it also depends on your like the lifestyle that you live as in terms of like to summarize all that what is the best one for the planet it is oat milk and soy milk those are the two like top tier ones but as I said, it comes in personal, uh, it's to down to personal preference. My motto has always been everything in moderation. It's also like, I don't want to use the word, but it's also a journey. Like, <laughs> that sounded really cheesy. Uh, Switching to like, making the actual switch and switch in carton form is like a step. But of course, the big difference if you phase out dairy products altogether, and that is one area where I'm still very much struggling i have completely i don't buy cartons of milk anymore but i still buy butter yogurt ice cream that is comes from dairy and i think it goes back to your it's a journey i don't think it's a good thing really to just go cold turkey and go right get rid of all of it 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 makes more sense to do it step by step it then becomes easier to form it as a habit financially it probably makes more sense so don't feel like too hard on yourself that because it's a big it's a big thing so you need it to work within your life but take it one step as a, at a time make it into a challenge every month every month think of some like something you want to swap out or a new habit you want to introduce maybe one month it is right i'm going milk free this month and only using oat or soy milk or whatever milk you want to have see how you go as marie said it's it is a journey yeah and that is exactly what i did and i'm what i've been doing like every time i go to the supermarket and i see like an alternative i buy that alternative and try it out so I've done that with yogurt. I have tried soy-based yogurt. Not my favorite, to be honest. I've tried soy-based pudding and had a weird aftertaste. <laughs> <laughs> but every now and then when I see something, I'm like, okay, I'll try that for a week. And then if not, I'll go back to the one yeah. that I like. And as you said, finances is a big thing. I think if you go to the supermarket and you notice one thing that is that vegan ice cream is ridiculously yeah. expensive. And I am a massive fan of the vegan magnums. I think they're brilliant. Oh, I you think- always talk about the vegan magnums. Those are good I- five voice notes from you just telling me how good the vegan magnums are. Because The vegan magnums... <laughs> Um, are life-changing they're life-changing but not sponsored i 
not sponsored please sponsor <laughs> but one thing i have noticed is like when i went to the supermarket and buy them i was just like oh they're the same price as the normal magnums great however normal magnums have four magnums in them vegan magnums only have three so even That's though an it's the same price start, for, yeah. start petition <laughs> where is even my fourth magnum <laughs> Yeah. So even if it's at the same price point, it is not because you're paying more for each yeah. Magnum. Vegan Magnums are a luxury. If you're curious, skip Vegan Cornettos. They're absolute trash. <laughs> I hated Vegan Cornettos. Don't sponsor us. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it tasted minty, even though there's no mint in it. I didn't understand it. I, I did, of course, finish them all, but it yeah, they weren't my favorite. <laughs> I love that. I didn't like it. I still finished them all though. <laughs> Get my money's worth. I mean, this is like another concern, like food waste is a big thing. And this is like, so my recommendation is like how to like start introducing these products, products into your like, into your life. Again, into your journey. Really, into <laughs> your journey. How to introduce these products into your journey. What I did is like every time I went to the supermarket, I would pick up one plant-based alternative and then my normal dairy milk and just like switch throughout the week. And another thing that I did is I picked up a really sugary cereal that I know that I love. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a really good idea yeah so i got like my all-time fave the lion bar cereal which is probably all kinds of bad for you this is when you know you're an adult where you reach for the sugary cereal and actually go oh no i'll just kick kellogg's instead but then and then try that like cereal that you know that you love with the plant-based alternative and maybe like first half and half put some yeah that's some a really good milk. idea test it out or completely switch it up i found like the sugary cereal like completely masked the taste of any milk like even the <laughs> rice milk was slightly bearable it, it for me it was more the, the consistency with the rice because it was like water so it made the cereal a weird consistency that is my advice and then like every time like oh i don't like this one pick up another one and then like use it up as i said in this as you previously heard every plant-based milk that like i did not like or i did not use up i baked into pancakes that and is that completely that's a great mm, tip just make pancakes a, people save the planet yeah. make pancakes <laughs> done we've completed the podcast <laughs> so, and some of them were also happy accidents i bought soy milk just to make i bought vanilla soy milk just for pancakes Ooh. but one day i ran out completely out of normal soy milk and i was just like i really want a cup of tea so i was just like okay this might be an absolute disaster and i put vanilla soy milk into my tea Oh my God, life-changing. I have never gone back. I've only put now vanilla soy milk into my tea. It has completely changed the flavor if of the anyone's tea. tried this, can they please tell us what they think? Yeah. Do a taste test because I'm quite intrigued by this. Vanilla soy milk sounds delicious as well. That sounds really nice. I mean, I love it now, but I knew I remember I hated it once. Like I do now just drink a glass of vanilla soy milk on its own um, sometimes. It's like a milkshake. Well, a, a shake. <laughs> <laughs> shake that is a that milkshake is another, without the milk exactly that is another large debate that we did not get into because it just involves a lot of legal jargons but there is a lot of debate if brands are still allowed to call these milks milks which i thought was also another interesting side but that's more on the legal side of things which we're not lawyers we're not legally we're not blonde. lawyers <laughs> <laughs> we're not um, legally bond but that, I, that was another like a lot of articles that i read also con contributed it to that debate should we can this be called legally milk and what would you call it 
send in send in your names for alternative milk that'd be quite exactly because like almond water does not really flow as yeah. well <laughs> oh that sounds delicious <laughs> i could really use a nice cool refreshing cup of almond water <laughs> yeah send send us your name maybe that could be a segment send us your names in that'd be i'd really be interested in reading them um, i think from my side my tip would be talk just talk to the people around you and talk to people, um, baristas. Baristas actually really know their stuff. My sister's a barista and they put them through so much training. They seriously know coffee and tea, etc. Go to them and go, hey, what do you think goes best with this latte? Which milk goes best with a hot chocolate, etc. Um, and just see what they say. Or go on the internet and look at recipes. They might recommend a certain milk and then you can kind of see all the stuff you eat and if you can just kind of get one milk for all of them etc but just yeah have a talk have like a milk party go just go try some different milk see what you like uh, go experiment go be free <laughs> i stopped talking now but yeah just just talk to people see what they think um get some recommendations and just yeah it's all about personal preference it's all about personal preference so just see there's a milk for everyone that's what i'm gonna leave you with there is a milk for every there is there is an almond water for everyone <laughs> the end (laughs) wow okay nice i've i've learned a lot and i think in the next month i'm gonna i'm gonna commit and make the switch and i'll let you guys know in the next few episodes which milk i decided on which milk was my milk remember it's a journey (laughs) yes remember it's a journey people go on a self-discovery journey of finding your milk preference priorities (laughs) Well, I think on that note, this concludes today's episode. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Hope you had a wonderful time. We certainly (laughs) did. (laughs) Didn't think we would enjoy talking about milk so much. Share your sustainable milk journey with us on our socials. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Two Girls One Reusable Cup. We also have personal socials. Be free to follow us there and our journey there. This should be drink every time Marie says journey in this episode and hemp. Right, add them two to Marie Bingo. (laughs) And if you liked hearing our voices, share with your friends. It really helps us us out a lot. Give us a rating or a like on whatever platform you are listening to us right now. And just thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Bye.